You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Balls. It's your team every day. I'm your host, Eric Kane, at underscore Kaner on Twitter, at Locked On Vols. You can find this podcast three days a week throughout the summer months here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Got a fun, fun show to get into here today. But first, guys, let me remind you, we're talking everything Tennessee Volunteers, but there's only one place to get all the information you need on the SEC five days a week. And that's with the Locked On SEC Podcast with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. You can follow the Locked On SEC Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Radio personality in Knoxville, Tennessee, a writer for the rival side covering the University of Tennessee football and recruiting. Again, my name is Eric Kane, your host. If you're a new listener to the podcast, welcome aboard. I am on vacation this week. I am at the Gulf Coast at a beach somewhere on the Panhandle, so uh, really enjoying soaking up the sun, but that doesn't mean the work stops. Have a fun show coming up here today. We will check in with Brent Hubbs here in just a couple of seconds, get his thoughts on Tennessee football, on Josh Heupel a couple of months into the job. And then in segments two and three, I had a conversation pre-recorded last week with Tennessee football commits Elijah Herring and Brody Foley, a pair of three stars, outside linebacker for the former and a tight end for the latter. So really looking forward to getting into uh, this podcast here today. Hope you guys enjoy it. Again, give me a follow at underscore Kaner and at Locked On Vols. We have Fan Friday returning. Sean Sullivan of EFL, who also works for Yahoo Sports, East Tennessee native, joins the show. That is coming up on Friday. But without further ado, here is more from Brent Hudds. We heard from Brent on Monday. Here's Brent on Josh Heupel on Tennessee football and everything going on up on the hill right now. Here is Brent Hubbs of AllQuest.com. Josh Heupel, million dollar question. Uh, he's now been on the job for you know about four or five months now and came into a, a tough situation like Danny White was hired in a hurry. Uh, a lot of unknowns still with the NCAA a cloud of uncertainty taking over a roster that uh, was depleted from all of its best players from a three and seven ball club but has his spring practice under his belt, is now finally getting to evaluate prospects in a face-to-face manner. Um, it's kind of a loaded question, but what's been your take so far on Josh Heupel and his direction for uh, the Tennessee football program? And I know a lot of it can't be answered right now because he hadn't even coached a, a single ball game yet. Well, two things I think that you can say with some certainty. He has upgraded the roster with what they've done in the transfer market. Um, now, did he sign five or six All-Americans? I'm not saying that. But he's filled some holes and filled some needs in the transfer market, which I think is important uh, for Tennessee. I, I think that was a must. I think he did a – they've done a nice job of that, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. So that's the one thing that jumps out at you. I think the second thing that jumps out at you is the start of the creation of – his personality, I, I hate the word culture because I think it's so overused in sports, but I'm going to use it anyway. His culture within the program. Um, look, a, a year, and, and I'm not blaming Jeremy Pruitt. I think a year ago for all those newcomers to come in, it was so hard and it felt so odd because nobody hung out with anybody. There was little to no camaraderie uh, because you weren't allowed to. And I think that affected the team chemistry. So I, I think I think Josh Heupel inherited a team that only knew football. It was only about football. 
part of that was because that's Jeremy Pruitt's personality a little bit. And part of that was quite frankly, because of the COVID restrictions a year ago. Um, I don't think this team hated Jeremy Pruitt. I don't think that's fair, but I think Josh Heupel's done a nice job of creating um, some relationships and trying to form some relationships with guys beyond football. And I think that'll pay dividends. Does that pay dividends immediately? I don't know because of, you know, talent wise, they're probably not there, Uh, but you look at what Rick Barnes did, you know, people love to play for Rick Barnes. Uh, You look at what Tony Vitello's doing. Those kids love to play for Tony Vitello. Um, and, And, and I think that that's what Josh Heupel's trying to get done. Um, and we'll see. I mean, I think you can look at that and see the kids walk around and kind of their reaction to things and hanging around. You feel like they're they're, they're pretty comfortable with this staff pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know what the end results are going to be on the football field this fall. But I think he's trying to move in that direction, and he's made strides there. Yeah, talking with uh, four-star running back Jalen Glover last week, and uh, you know, after his official visit, he, one of the things he told me was. Uh, I can tell the culture has changed here, and I'm a firm believer the culture takes, you know, a, a, about a year, maybe two years to fully get into place. You look at what Tony Vitello has done with baseball, but there was a little bit of a difference here. Whether that's, again, as you said, not blaming Jeremy Pruitt because of what 2020 was, not a lot of camaraderie, but it looks like some prospects are, are taking notice to there is a change more so than just you know the coaches that are on the roster, and so um, that's been kind of interesting to follow. Speaking of recruiting. The month of June this, this this year has been completely different than what it what it ever has been because of the 15 month you know lockout the, of the recruiting dead period. No coaches have had a chance to evaluate prospects in person. No coaches have had a chance to host prospects officially on campus so they can get a feel. Um, it's truly remarkable, and I think you have some misevaluations that come along with it. How coaches were recruiting you know this past year and this past recruiting class. What's your take on the month of June? You've been doing this for a, a lot longer than I have. How crazy is this month of June just compared to a normal year? Well, I think it's crazy because of all the official visits that, have, that are thrown into the mix that you typically don't see. I, I think it's also crazy from the standpoint of kids are coming to camp to camp. You know, you, you, you haven't seen a lot of kids walking around in Crocs and flip-flops and you know, strutting around, you know, kind of walking around campus and just hanging out, you know, which is kind of what some of those camps had become, particularly for rising seniors is, yeah, I'll come to camp, but I, I, I'm not going to work. I'm just going to come hang out for the day on an unofficial visit. I don't think you have a ton of that going on. I think coaches uh, are very mindful that they need to get their hands on guys and see them work. And what you're seeing, too, is a lot of underclassmen are getting offers. Um, and you're seeing, you know, quite frankly, some, uh, some other guys that coaches are looking at and probably going, well, he, he's not what we thought he was two years ago when he camped, when, when we had him in yeah. camp. Um, and so it, it's, 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 you know, fixing some wrongs in both directions, Eric, I think. It, it's fixing some wrongs of guys being under-recruited, and it's probably fixing some wrongs of guys who have been over-recruited, which is what I think June was going to be. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a fast start. It's going to be a fast month with, um, a lot of information, a lot of offers, um, a lot of visits. And, and, you know, I think that to start, I think 
Coach Heupel and his staff have done a pretty solid job getting guys on campus. We'll see how the rest of the month plays out because, um, you know, they, they need to get a bunch of guys in. Seems like they've had a few more offensive guys than defensive guys, which I think you probably would expect with this offensive, you know, and, and the fact that the head coach is an offensive guy. The one-time transfer waiver has been passed. The SEC actually just announced that you can have transfers from within the conference if you file for a transfer by a certain date and all that. Uh, the transfer portal has been a thing for the past couple of seasons. College football looks a lot different in 2021 than it did in 2011. Um, I personally think it's it's good. I support, much like Jeremy Pruitt used to say, I, I, I support uh, some players' rights to, to transfer to try to go and better themselves. Some places just aren't for them. I do understand the other side of the coin, how um, – you know, typically, if you don't go in, a lot of times, you know, players want to just transfer to go and play, and that's fine. But not sticking it through and learning life lessons and all that. What's your take on really what what college football is now compared to what it was 10, 20 years ago? I think as a coach, it's harder to coach. It's never been harder to coach college football than it is right now. I agree with that one hundred percent. I think that's why if you talk to a guy who is in the NFL after spending many years in college, he'll tell you, "Hey, this is not bad. I kind of like it up here." I think recruiting's harder than it's ever been. Uh, the money's better than it's ever been in the college game. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, there, there's less downtime in the college game. And I think the other – and, again, I, I think this is um, a little bit of the pot calling the kettle black, so to speak. Coaches like to be recruited to other jobs. But coaches don't want to have to deal with their players, you know, being recruited away. And, and basically – Right now, the biggest concern coaches have is that they're going to have to always recruit the guys on their roster, you know, that they're always going to have to recruit those guys. I think the portal will, will be active, really active this time next year as well because you got a bunch of guys who are on, coming onto campuses for this fall who signed with schools they never visited, never really got to know anybody because of COVID. So I think you got another year of the transfer portal being really, really hectic then I'm going to be curious to see if it settles down a little bit. Are, are kids less hesitant or more hesitant to move around or to try to move around because they're seeing guys whose phone aren't ringing at other power five schools. And a lot of guys right now don't have a home or they're at a, they're get a home at a place where instead of getting on a charter plane to go to a game, they're going to ride a bus 12 or 13 hours. So when that kind of permeates through a little bit, does that give a little bit more pause? I think the fascinating thing from the SEC with their decision and their announcement is the date, Eric, that they put on when a kid has to declare his intentions to transfer because it's pre-spring practice. Yeah. So now you got to sit there and make a choice if you're a kid. Am I going to give it a go through spring practice and see what happens? If I am, I'm, I'm staying. Or am I going to say, hey, I'm out of here and not give it a chance to go win the job in spring practice? I think the timing of when guys are have to declare by the SEC is pretty fascinating. I think that was a compromise for the coaches who were against the one-time transfer um, rule being placed within the conference. I think that was a bit of a compromise. Makes it an interesting decision for kids because you don't – a lot of people will say, hey, give it, give it 15 practices and see where you are at the end. The SEC is indicating that's not going to be the case for them if you're going to transfer within the conference. Again, a big thanks to Brent Hubbs joining the podcast the last two shows, Monday and today. You can follow his work 
along with some of my side work at VolQuest.com, the Tennessee Rivals football side. Segment two coming up, we will chat with Elijah Herring, three-star outside linebacker from the mid-state here in Tennessee. He was Tennessee's first commit. And in segment three, we will talk with commit Brody Foley of the Cincinnati area. But first, guys, rockauto.com. It is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com right now, shop for all the auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor rules, even new carpets. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog, it's unique and remarkably easy to navigate through. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much when you can get the same parts for half the price? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, your truck, right locked on. In the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit my friends at rockauto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Elijah, you were Tennessee's first commit in the class of 2022. You were Josh Heupel's first commit overall at Tennessee. Um, what made you want to jump on board and kind of lead this pack? Uh, you know, a couple about about a month and a half ago. Uh, well, uh, first of all, Knoxville is a, a great place. I love every everything about it, every bit about it. And the coaching staff, they just really threw on family, and that they were going that that they were going to get to know each other, and that they were going to get Tennessee back on the right path. And I wanted to be a part of it. So, what did they kind of say to you during the recruitment process that made you believe yes, they were going to get Tennessee on the right path? What was their pitch to you that was so appealing? Um, the 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 chemistry that they got and the culture that everybody knows each other, everybody's going to start clicking, and everybody's going to be on the same path to do that one thing in your recruitment the entire way with Jeremy Pruitt staff and now Josh Heupel staff uh, you know have you grown up a Tennessee fan and if so is this kind of a a dream come true to commit to the the state school uh no so we're actually um we're from Georgia but we moved to Tennessee about four years ago and I actually grew up a Georgia fan but you know things have changed and now I'm a diehard Tennessee fan it's going to be interesting yes, playing Georgia, right? Of course, you mentioned growing up like in the Bulldogs. You'll play them four years in a row when you're here at Tennessee. And how unique will that be going up against your childhood favorite team? Oh, it'll be great. It'll, 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 I'll, I'll love it. It'll be a bunch of competition within the family. A lot of trash talking going on. So I can't wait for it. So if you began to uh, kind of form relationships with some of the players that are on Tennessee's roster right now and, and maybe – you know, some of these other commits who have joined you in this class of 2022? And if so, who are some of those players? Uh, I met a couple of the linebackers when I went uh, to Tennessee uh, Friday. You know, it was Friday. Um, 
I, 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 I'm, yeah, Saturday, I'm not really good with names, but I met um, one of the linebackers, number 19. I forgot his name. Yeah, Morvin Joseph. Yes, yeah, so yeah, Morvin Joseph. I met him, and then I met another linebacker. I forgot his name. Well, cool, man. Did they kind of give you the, the, the skinny on kind of what, what it's like on campus, what it's like to be in this program? What were some of the things that they were t- they, they were telling you? Uh, yeah, so they was, like, they was like, it's great here. I mean, you gonna have, they was like, you're going to have fun. You're going to work hard. You're just going to have a good time overall. You're going to get better. Talking with Tennessee site or Tennessee commit, excuse me, Elijah Herring, first commit for that class of 2022 uh, here on Locked on Vols. And Elijah, uh, getting to talk with Brian Jean-Marie, getting to talk with um, – you know Mike Eckler, uh, who will kind of be coaching you when you get here. What do they like about your game, and kind of what do they think that you can bring to the table when you become a volunteer? Uh, they like how versatile I am, how I can uh, rush the passer, and how I can also uh, read blocks and play that middle position, and how I'm just uh, an overall player. Now, Elijah, are they wanting you to kind of play a little all over, be versatile? Or are they primarily thinking when you get here to Tennessee? Um, you put on some good weight. I saw you the other day. You put on some good weight. You're, you're you look like you're okay. as solid as a brick wall. Or they kind of wanted to put you in the, in that middle spot. Uh, yes, yeah, so yeah. We talked about. It. They said um, they're gonna get me in that middle and uh, outside to get sack. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, you you did kind of a private workout. You know, right before the the night at Neyland, uh You know, last Friday night, you did kind of a private workout with, with some of the coaches. How did that workout go? And you know, kind of what were some of the things that they were telling you to, to maybe work on between now and when you get to campus uh, over the summer and, of course, next football season? Uh, they, they, they loved it. They, the coaches, they were talking all day about it. And uh, a couple of things they told me to work on is, uh, I guess, uh, my, my tackling, so like, like uh, dropping my hip and getting that inside foot up. And the, those listening, obviously, if you're a defender, especially a linebacker, you go through tackling drills every single practice. So that's nothing yes, out of the sir. ordinary. Um, Elijah, you have a – of course, this is all about you, but I want to ask a question about your your younger brother who was one of the highlights, one of the standouts at the Night of Neyland Camp. Um, he's one of the best uh, players in the state of Tennessee in the 2023 mm-hmm. class, uh, Caleb Herring. How unique is it seeing your brother get all this hype and kind of go through that recruiting process, kind of like you – were and are just now and, and seeing all the the interest that schools are giving him oh it's cool yeah it's, it's a dream come truth it's something that we always talked about yeah i know you guys are very very close so the decision will be his down the line but i i feel like you're probably saying that t- what about tennessee though what about tennessee though you got to come to tennessee yes, with sir. me how's that going yes, yeah yeah i keep i keep talking to him about it each day what is he what do you like in his game what is what does he do that's special because when I was watching him the other night, he looked like a raw athlete, a lot of room to grow with his frame, yes, uh, but great yes, footwork, sir. good speed. What do you see in your little brother? Uh, I like how, how how long he is and how he, he he knows how to play long. He knows how to use his body most of the time. And then he he, then, uh, he can adapt real quick, so like he's a quick learner. So that's what I like. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, it would be a, a sight to see if you guys were playing – Kind of side by side one day, but obviously you're you're in the boat right now. Again, the uh, first commit for the class of 2022. Uh, in the weeks and the days, kind of in that that time period leading up, you know, when did you know that Tennessee was going to be the place for you, and and maybe why? Why was it so certain for you to pull the trigger so early that hey, Knoxville's where I want to be? Uh, well, it, it to be honest, it really actually happened. I want to say uh, the end of my sophomore season, so like. 
towards the end of spring when spring was going to begin. So I was like, I was like, I really thought I was like, I was like man, UT might be the place. I was like, it might be somewhere where I want to go because I've just been seeing like videos and like I, I was watching uh I was watching old videos of how uh, when when Peyton Manning was there. I was watching old videos about that. I was like, yeah, and I was like, that might be a place I want to play at. Now, have you been inside Neyland Stadium when it's been 2020 is a little bit of a weird year because of COVID, but when they're packing it, you know, 102, 455 strong, uh, you know, and, and that place is rocking. Have you been to some, have you seen the full Neyland Stadium atmosphere before? Yes, sir. I, uh, me and my family went to a game, uh, what was that, 2019, I think, or 20. Uh, we went to the Georgia game. Yeah. And it was it was crazy. We couldn't hear ourselves talk. We had to uh, text each other. <laughs> they were just, it, it was just crazy yeah it, it gets a little loud in there alright man just a couple more and we'll get you out of here um, what's your uh, summer plans I know you're you're committed to Tennessee you during this weird recruiting cycle when there was such a long dead period um, a lot of guys would be going on unofficials and camping here and, and doing some official visits here what's your plans for the summer now that uh, you're kind of locked into Tennessee uh, I just plan on working out the whole summer uh, getting more weight on putting my muscle on get faster throughout the summer. What are you running right now in the 40? Um, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> Just fast, right? If I if I had to guess, it would probably like a 4.6. I got gotcha. you. All right, well, Elijah, thanks so much for joining me, man. I appreciate it. I know our listeners are, are uh, glad to hear from you and uh, look forward yeah. to uh, chatting with you uh, as the months go on towards signing day. Yes, sir. Big thanks to Tennessee 2022 football commit, three-star outside linebacker Elijah Herring. Again, Tennessee's first commit here in the 2022 cycle. That list has grown now. He's got a couple others on there, and it will continue to grow throughout the summer months on towards signing day in December. We'll have a chat with Brody Foley coming up in segment number three. He is a three-star tight end commit. That's coming up next on Locked on Vols. But first couple of shout-outs to our favorite, some of our favorite sponsors here on the Podcast Network. Built Bar, nine delicious flavors, plus you have the occasional limited-time flavor. When you talk to anybody that's a Built Bar fan, they're definitely going to be passionate about some of their favorites. Look at me. I love the cookies and cream Built Bar. That is my favorite. I am passionate about that, that, that flavor. What say you? Do you like the coconut? Do you like the coconut almond, the cherry, the raspberry, the mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel? There's literally something for everybody. So if you don't know what your favorite is right now and you want to try them all out, I encourage you to order a mix box. They'll give you two of each flavor until you figure out your favorite. Hey, maybe you like three or four and you want to continue ordering that mix box. I've done that before as well. The thing about these built boards are if you want, if you're looking to lose or maintain weight, it's perfect for the health-conscious guy or gal. Most of these flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. If you haven't gone and checked them out yet, I encourage you to do so right now. Stop. What are you waiting for? Go to BillBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Go check it out, guys. Again, it's all at BuiltBar.com. And we're talking Built Bars, also talking about some of our favorite sponsors here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. That is BetOnline.ag. So much is going on in the sports world right now. You've got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. You've got a big MMA fight just about every single weekend. You can get everything you need fast 
easy and all the ways to bet on your sports action at betonline.ag. Latest news, odds, information for your sporting news, MLB, NBA, NHL, again, UFC, all the good stuff. And so you can head on over before you miss the first pitch. You check out Bet Online on your laptop or that mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for the bonuses also and the contesting information. I don't want you guys to sit on the sidelines anymore. I want you to put your sports knowledge to use and put some coin in your pocket during these summer months. Head on over to the website or use that mobile device. Sign up today and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means if you're a first-time user at betonline.ag, you put in 100, they're going to give you 50. You put in 500, they're going to give you 250. All you need to do is use the promo code locked on. Promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. It's your online sportsbook experts. Hey, Brody, uh, how's life treating you now? You're a Tennessee football commit, I guess, uh, since the beginning of May. So it's going on a little over a month now. Um, how's how's life been different for you now that you are a, an SEC football commit? Um, it's been awesome. Um, I finally, like, I know where I'm going now. It's a great feeling. Uh, I'm excited to get that there. I think I'm going to be a mid-year for sure. And uh, I'm excited to get down there, get in the offense, uh, get around the guys like it's kind of weird i haven't i still have never seen like uh coach heupel coach gullish in person so um i'm fired up for my official visit but um what's committing like i've gotten so much free time back which is <laughs> like it's kind of crazy how much free time i didn't have just like with calls and stuff all the time but now it's i mean it's awesome and um getting to see what like I get the root for their baseball team now and what they've done over the last few uh, games has been amazing to watch. And, um, I think I'm going in at a perfect time. I think uh, sports all around in Tennessee is really um, on the rise in every sport. So I'm looking forward to it. I going to say you probably have so much free time because you don't have guys like me calling you every single night, yet here I am calling you and, and trying to get some, get some <laughs> audio from you. Um, you brought something up there. It's been so weird, uh, this 2020 into 2021 dead period that's now finally lifted. And you're seeing, of course, you know, camps going on and official visits and all that happening. But you said to yourself, you have never seen Josh Heupel, Alex Golish in person. Why did you feel comfortable enough to go ahead and make that long-term commitment, having not even shaken those guys' hands? Um, I mean, it just feels like, um, like they're my family. Like, and it's, it was a special feeling because uh, like I haven't seen him in person, and uh, to have that feeling, I think, is uh, super special. Like uh, they told me from day one, like this is what like we see you as, blah blah blah. Like and Coach Golish, like it wasn't like, oh, like you're gonna come here three years and uh, you're gonna go and be an NFL starter, and make millions, which I like heard a lot of. He um he broke it down like this is how we're gonna develop you in the run game. And uh, we're going to develop your routes. He went over drills. And then he went over my film uh, before I was committed there. And, like, this is what you're going to need to work on, which I like. The intricate detail there, I think, is, is huge. And, um, I mean, that's probably why a lot of other dudes are committing, because they feel the exact same. Like, there's, um, like, everything he said to me, like, I totally believe, and I'm, like, fully bought in. And I haven't, like, I haven't seen all the facilities or, like, met the coaches in person. It's um, actually, I'm fired up. Like my parents are fired up. They um, they feel the same way about Coach Golish. Like I met his kids over Facetime. Like it's 
it's a true family experience and um like football wise i'll be set up and um he'll develop me to be the best player i can be i was gonna say well rest assured the facilities and everything at tennessee are top notch i know that you you came down for you're from the cincinnati area i believe it's our side knoxville side of cincinnati so not too far away and you came down for that open practice in spring and then obviously the orange and white game so you've been on campus just you know at the time it was it was a dead period you weren't able to as you pointed out go in and see the facilities the weight room all that type of stuff but um what is it about coach Golish that he sees in you that thinks you could be an impact player for tennessee down the line no on the I think one he sees me as a great uh, run blocker. Um, I'll like I'm like two thirty five, pushing two forty right now, and I can see like obviously I'll get down there, eat a few weights, and uh, get stronger and bigger. But um, I'm athletic enough to uh, in the passing game as well to uh, be a threat in the middle of the field and uh, on big third down like red zone scenarios, which you know, you can see like a bunch of solution stuff. Um, like playing the Y in that offense and uh, the split back, like you got to be athletic, you got to uh, be able to put your nose uh, and like a, a big SEC like DN. That's probably like a lot of those guys are going to the NFL, and um, well, you got to perform. But then at the same time, you got um, you got to be able to uh, run around and get separation off those like incredible linebackers and stuff. So. He saw he saw um, a good mix of the two in me, and that's what we kind of broke over off film. Like I'm, I need to get sharper at route running because a lot of those guys will be able to jump it. But he's, he showed me like this is how we're going to help that, and also in the uh, run blocking game. Chatting with Tennessee commit Brody Foley, uh, tight end, six foot six. You heard it right there about two thirty five, two forty. Brody, how has your body transformed over the last year? I don't feel like you've been this heavy. Uh, you know, really this, this entire past year, what have you done to kind of get ready and get, get pumped for that senior season and then obviously coming to Tennessee as a mid-year guy? So um, towards the end of my sophomore year, like right before quarantine, I was probably like 205, 210. And uh, once we got to quarantine, our coaching staff did an incredible job. Like we didn't – a lot of guys, like I, I didn't have access to uh, access the weights. All I had was a 45-pound weight. So uh, the whole receiver group would do, um, like, Sean T videos. And then after that, I'd, like, 45-pound weight, just knock out curls, squats with that. That's pretty, that was pretty much my, my uh, like, only way to lift. And I gained, like, 25 pounds of muscle. I was probably, like, 25 pounds of muscle after quarantine. And I was in great shape. And then going into the summer, I gained even more weight. So I was playing at like 225, 230, and then now it's uh, I've worked a lot on speed and uh, lateral quickness as well as just strength, and uh, I've, I'm in the best shape of my life right now. Like our strength and conditioning coach is uh, incredible, Coach Zabo, and um, like I mean we showed up like after basketball. I haven't missed a day. We go four weeks. I mean we go four days a week uh, lifting, and then we practice on top of that. Like right now, like we're getting after it, and. Uh, like his whole, like the whole practice plan and strength and conditioning is getting the best out of our whole team. Uh, we've improved weight wise incredibly. 
Well, it's good to hear, Brody. And because your recruiting experience was so different, and I'm so uh, it's unfortunate for you and your class and, and the class before you, and a little bit to the extent for the 2022s, 23s, and beyond, but things are getting back to normal, and that's good to see. But um, for you, since you missed camp season last year, you are already committed to Tennessee. I know you're going to have an official visit coming up here. Uh, when's it going to be, this summer? Uh, yeah, so the end of June. Okay, cool, cool. So what else are you planning on doing this summer in terms of I guess that'd be about it. Or are you still wanting to maybe take advantage of those officials and just go to, go to some free games in the fall? Um, I mean, if I can go, if there's enough official so I'd love to go down to a Tennessee game. Like, I'm already going to go down to a few. But, I mean, I'm committed. I'm fully committed to Tennessee. I don't have any plans to go visit anywhere else. So, like, <laughs> I don't, like I'm probably not going to go to any camps. I know that there's a few like seven-on-seven tournaments we have set up. So, I mean, that's pretty much all, like, camp-wise, I guess. That's all I'll be doing. See, that was probably a bad way of setting up that question. But you answered it great. So <laughs> I'm fully committed and yeah. all that. So uh, a good job there. But um, when, when, you look at, when you look at Tennessee and uh, Coach Golish, has he – I'm sure he has. Has he told you how he loves to use the tight ends in the offense? Because if you look at his history – what he did at UCF with the tight ends, love to uh, throw the ball to him around the goal line. That's something he did in the orange and white game as well. You can split them out. You can bring them in. I mean, obviously, the offensive coordinator is also the tight ends coach, and that's got to be a great feeling coming in as an incoming prospect at, the, at that position. Oh, yeah. And uh, like, that was a big pro of it, too. Like, I don't think the, a lot of offenses, the tight end might get lost in the like run-blocking game or the passing game. I don't like that. That will never happen with Coach Golish as a uh, as the OC. Like he'll like I like at the spring game. Like he was trying to get the tight end the ball in different ways, uh, implement them, and like in the run game, uh, like perfectly. Like that's I, I love that system. That's kind of the system I run right now. Uh, like he hold up, my bad. Like uh, like the key block, like off tackle, kicking that guy out or uh, kicking him down. Like that's what I've been doing. I've been pulling off, uh, I guess, like an H-back across, which, I mean, that's all stuff that Coach Golis has been doing with the tight ends down there. Awesome, good deal. Well, hey, last thing, I'll leave you here, and I appreciate you joining this uh, uh, this podcast here today. At the time of recording, there's five commits uh, for Tennessee's class of 2022. You've got Taven Jackson, Brian Grant, of course, yourself, Elijah Herring, and Vincent Sneed. Have you started developing any relationships with those guys uh, with those guys, or maybe some of the players that are already here on campus for Tennessee. Um, so I've been I've been texting with Taven uh, a little. I think he might go back down the week on taking an official. I don't know about that. Uh, I haven't really asked him about that yet, but I've talked to him, um, and I've been congratulating all the other guys that like committed. And uh, I mean, I'm excited <laughs> to get to finally meet those guys, but. Um, I've talked, I've texted uh, a little with Jacob Warren, the tight end down there. Which, yep. uh, mm-hmm. I, which, I mean, that's been a pretty good relationship. I haven't really bothered him a lot. But uh, I'll definitely be asking, once I get down there, I'll definitely be asking questions about how everything is because he's an old guy. Definitely probably will look up to him. Awesome, good deal. Well, hey, Brody, uh, real quick, Tennessee beat out. Uh, who were some of the other schools that were after you? Uh, if my memory serves me correct, I want to say 
Auburn was there in the running, maybe Cincinnati because it was close by. Who were some of the schools that uh, Tennessee was able to beat out? So uh, Indiana, Minnesota was up there, Auburn. And then uh, there's a few other schools that like were going to maybe offer me, and then I was just like, I'm not going to wait. <laughs> I, I couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> I was done with the whole recruiting process, and I felt Tennessee was home. Awesome, awesome. Well, Brody, I appreciate you joining me, man. Thanks so much, and let's chat again uh, in the future and uh, obviously leading up into signing day. Sounds good. Again, big thanks to three-star tight end Brody Foley, a Tennessee football commit for the cycle of 2022, stopping by and hanging out with me today. Big shouts to Elijah Herring for doing the same thing and Brent Hubbs for stopping by yet again on two podcasts this week, Monday if you missed it, and of course today in segment number one. That will do it for a Wednesday. Locked on Vols, guys, I appreciate it. Fan Friday returns on Friday. We will have Sean Sullivan, a VFL, an East Tennessee native, and a guy that works for Yahoo Sports, works very closely with some of your most hated, hated sports columnists out there. Really looking forward to my conversation with Sean Sullivan. That is coming up on Friday. But right now, since we're done with the Locked On Vols section of today's podcast listening, go check out Locked On Today. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes, the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help from our local experts. You can follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, I appreciate it. We will have one more pre-recorded show on Friday. Then we'll be back doing it each and every day or each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday next week and on throughout the summer months, giving you up-to-date on Tennessee's run to Omaha. Omaha, that's coming up next week. Tennessee will square off against Virginia on Sunday. We'll have more on that on Friday as well. And, of course, all of next week. That's all on the Locked On Falls podcast. Guys, we'll talk to you later. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everybody. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.